Podcast number five. I'm your host, Jennifer Gannon. Later on in the show, we'll be talking to John Mitchell. He's the chairman of Clannagale and they are organising a local St. Patrick's Day parade that they want everybody to get involved with. Then we have Jill Doyle, who's the director of the National Performing Arts School, which is located here in the community centre every Saturday. Um, but now we have just a little chat with Emer Simmons about the really important breakfast club that is starting back here in the community centre on March 22nd. Hiya Jen, how are you? So um, we've been running the after school and breakfast club um, in RICC for a number of years now. Um, but we used to actually do it based in the school, in St. Patrick's Boys and Girls National School in the hall. And um, obviously when COVID hit, mm. um, we weren't allowed access to the school. So we kind of had to regroup and um, we actually decided because we had the space at the centre, the newly refurbished centre at the time, we were able to host the after school here. Um, with limited numbers so we would we have two groups and at the time I had to be you know the pods and the social distancing so we would have 20 kids in each room which allowed us two pods and um, but unfortunately with the breakfast club it used to be a drop-in and it was open to all the children in the boys and girls national school which could equate to I think at the minute the current registration is over 200 kids okay. and it used to be a drop-in as I said in the school hall and, you know, kids could come like one day and not come the next day. And, uh, you know, one day you could have 50 kids, next day you could have 80. So there was no way of kind of telling how many would show up. Mm. So unfortunately, with COVID, we actually couldn't run the breakfast club. Um, but what was happening was the staff were going into the school and um, preparing toasts. And when the kids were coming in at 10 to 9, there was plates of toast for them. So they weren't going hungry. But, you know, it, was, it wasn't really suiting parents who were working. Mm. But at the time, I suppose a lot of parents were working from home. So it wasn't too bad. But now as the parents are moving back to offices um, and stuff, you know, people are looking for that extra hour in the morning. It's, you know, very important. So from the 22nd, um, we're going to reopen the breakfast club and it's going to be in the centre here. Just there was a few issues with the hall and, um, you know, our service is registered to here now. Um, but we'll still be very linked in with the schools. We're very um, engaged with the principals and the homeschool liaison officer. And we'll be taking, you know, kids basically in need that would we know that probably won't get a breakfast at home. But also then the children whose parents are working and need the service for that. So, you know, it's kind of suiting everybody. Um, unfortunately it's not going to be as large scale as before in the sense that we won't be able to take like that many kids because of the centre here and just with staff numbers walking them across the road so we are limiting it to 50 kids at the minute okay um but hopefully like the ones on that list would be a mixture of targeted kids and then kids who need it because their parents aren't working and with the list itself, can people still join this list? Yeah, and no, it's not full that? yet. Um, we still have some places. So if they just, um, I think my number is on the posters, they can give me a call directly or they can ring the centre and uh, some of the admin staff will be happy to help them. And there's also ourselves here. So if you if you need any more information, you can email ourselves here at rickradio2020 at gmail.com. Yeah. That's riccradio2020 at gmail.com. And so with the Breakfast Club, what time would it start at as well? Yes, the Breakfast Club is open from 8. Um, 
and yeah so we ask that kids are dropped off at eight now we're earlier do you know what I mean just mm. to avoid uh, any kids waiting around outside yeah. so from eight and then um I suppose it's only really going to be about half an hour now at this stage by the time we round the kids up and walk them across to the school for 10 to 9 um but yeah it's that extra hour in the morning you know for the parents and then obviously for the kids who um needs the breakfast and you know the social space as well yeah and it's good as well like you're saying with covid like now that we're kind of past lockdown restriction time, fingers crossed, um, that the kids are kind of getting more social again and getting to meet up again. It's kind of great exactly. to see them like coming back to that. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. It's a very valuable service, you know, um, I said around in the school, it used to be crazy, but the drop in element, it just, it was, it was too much pre COVID. I think it made us reflect on it over COVID that, you know, we can't cater for that much children, unfortunately, you know, and um, we just don't have the staff mm. and, uh, you know, um, a lot of them would come just to play football now, which is great, but like it wasn't set up for that. It's not a football club. It's set up to give children a breakfast, you know yeah. what I mean? Um, and make sure no child is going to school hungry. And just set them up for the day then, because exactly. it is so important. And I know, you know, we've all heard it before, but it is the most important meal of the day, yeah, I think. And no, if you are right. going to school and you want to have that alertness and just be like refreshed, like it's a great opportunity just yeah, to be able exactly. to do that. And then you also run an after school here as well. Yeah. And what what does that involve then? So the after school runs from Monday to Thursday um, and we have a huge waiting list for that. I mean, it's, yeah, it's mad. People want to join it. Um, but unfortunately, we're still limited with places just so children have the best, you know, with the ratios and stuff. So at the minute we have 40 children. Um, and again, it'd be a mixture of parents who are working and then also a mixture of some children who are referred to us through the school completion or the homeschool liaison. Um, and yeah, we have strong links with the school on that as well. And then they come in half two to half four and they get a meal. So um, it's something like a snack, usually a hot dog or a burger or noodles, something light like that. And then they do their homework. And then usually then afterwards there's activities. So and any activities can range from like sports to arts um, to just general kind of play. We'd have board games, that kind of stuff. And um, at the minute we're actually doing a coding program one day a week through Amazing. the NCI and we're going to be talking to Julie about yeah. that as well so um that's really good um just to get the kids in education and we also we do other stuff like a couple of years ago we did like first aid courses with them um you know you'd often get artists or dancers in so it's you know it's kind of a mixture of activities so it's yeah. a great opportunity for the children and we charge the low fee as well um which is great you know to help parents who are working and it so people can still get in touch about that, even though you said the waiting list is yeah, pretty Yeah, you can ring me and I'll just say, put you on the waiting list. Um, like we do constantly know if children aren't attending, we'd be ringing up saying, look, you know, there is a waiting list. And I think parents are very good. Most of the children do attend, do you know what I mean? Because yeah. they know how valuable the service is. But like that there is a waiting list, but I've no problem adding people to it. I just, we can't guarantee when there'll be a space available. Yeah. And it is, it, it's such a reward and I think service to provide, as you said, like, because it's not just about them getting a, like something to eat then when they're here but it's also about like broadening their education in a way yeah, and exactly. letting them experience some things that they might not experience just in the school curriculum exactly and it's great now because we're collaborating with the youth service and um, each of the youth workers down in ricky's they do one day in the after school which is really beneficial to building relationships with mm. the younger young people and then as soon as they're age 10 they're able to go to the youth service and it's not like scary because they know steven they know allison they know the youth yeah. workers you know from the age seven so by the time they get to 10 they already have that relationship which sometimes it's hard because obviously the youth service starts at 10 but now it's you know we're linking in with them which is great yeah. and uh yeah i think that's been very beneficial they've uh would tell you in the youth service that a lot of the young people 
they work with now they would have got to know, to know through the after school through the summer project through kind of you know camps in RICC here um, which is a great testament and it's just you know allowing young people to build a relationship with the centre and the youth service which you know the opportunities that come with being part of the youth service is yeah. huge for young people because we had Darren in here talking about the youth services before and how important that is and I think that is great that it's kind of almost linked together so exactly. yeah as yeah. you said there's no fear there there's no stress or anxiety about like getting to know those guys because they're already kind of here yeah. yeah so I mean these are just really valuable great opportunities I think for the uh, kids of Ringsend and Irishtown and as I said if you want to contact Emer here or give us a, a send us an email we'd be happy to pass on your details um thanks so much Emer, for coming in to thanks talk for us. having me jen again <laughs> hello i'm Derek buckley lord mayor of ringsend and irishtown and you are listening to the community news desk on rick radio we're joined now by jill doyle from the national performing arts school that uh, is here in ringsend and irishtown community center every saturday you do classes here and jill you're very welcome um and we just want to know you're it, our organisation itself is 27 years since it's opened. And I remember back when you guys were in the factory, which was on Barrow Street. And you've just this long, illustrious history um, of creativity, basically, and bringing it into a, an area like ourselves. And um, just tell us a bit about what you actually do here. Thanks. It's great <laughs> to be here. Um, so this last year and for a couple of summer camps, we've been here at Rings End, uh, an Irish Town Community Centre, and we absolutely love it. We've been in the area, as you said, for 27. This is our actual 28th year of business. Um, we started off in the factory, and the factory actually is something that we hope to get back to. We've been in talks, and we've just done a submission into Google. So that's very much still alive, that idea of getting back there. But yeah, so we've been here creating singing, dancing, drama, ballet, tap, musical theatre, film, uh, what else do we do? Lots of stuff. And we always wanted when we set it up was to have a performing arts school all under the one roof. Now, mind you, with the last couple of years, we've had to spread out a bit because obviously you can't have too many mm. things going on. Well, you couldn't during COVID mm. under the one roof. So we're currently here on a Saturday and we have classes in ballet and musical theatre, drama, hip hop. Uh, not singing. Singing is involved in musical theatre, but the singing classes have, uh, they're not really going to, weren't going ahead at the moment because of COVID, but they will be reintroduced again. And the same where we have classes in the Lear Academy and um, we're also in Unit 18, part of Trinity as well. So we've spread out into different areas for the last year. And the year prior to that, we were on Zoom. Can mm. you believe our classes were on Zoom? And actually, in some ways, we we managed to be very creative on Zoom as well. It's when amazing we, that how you can adapt like that. We had to adapt. All our teachers have to adapt. A lot of our teachers were going, oh, my God, no way. We're not going to go. How can we teach? And we're in people's front rooms. And even myself, I teach drama. I was like, oh, my goodness, how are we doing this? Because you're literally saying good morning to mommies and daddies yeah. in their front room and saying, do you mind moving out of the way? We're about to do class in their own houses. Yeah. But we we were very creative. We actually ended up having, you know, our own motivation every week. Our, we looked forward to the teachers. I mean, we're looking forward mm. so much to seeing the kids every week. And they in turn to us. Now, not everyone was able for Zoom. 
We get that too. It's not, you know, your class, the better class is in situation, meeting the teacher, interacting with other young people. It wasn't necessarily, but we managed. We did great, some some great um, concerts, talent shows. We had a, a performance of a reading with all our teachers of Legally Blonde, the musical, amazing. which was amazing fun. The talent show was fantastic. And we had young people from all over this area and from, you know, the wider Dublin, um, you know, and we had different categories and all online and it was great. But the great thing now is from next Saturday, there's no masks. Yeah. This Everyone, is so we can see our over 11 year olds faces and they can see ours. And I can't tell you what that means now. That is like, I don't know, I've just been even from yesterday or Monday when they were lifted, I was like, oh, my God, I can't wait for Saturday. Yeah, I can't wait for, you know, for the facial expressions Expressions, during drama class Mm. that we've all been, you know, so. uh, Yeah, so we've been in the area a long time and we love what we do and we really want to go back to the factory. And that's our main uh, but not just the factory. We love Ringsend here. We're going to stay here. So it's kind of it would suit us to be in a, a number of different locations in the area now. So that if you are doing it, maybe a ballet class here, you can just walk to the factory yeah. in another hour and do your singing class or whatever the timetable. You know, the other really successful things that we've had here are our summer camps. And during lockdown, we were able to do outdoor here. And it was just amazing. I remember the days because I was working here on reception and during the summer and seeing you guys all gather outside and still like, you know, how enthusiastic all the kids were for the classes and really, you know, how energetic and the the teachers were and trying to focus, you know, rearrange things and, and make the best of what you had. But I remember seeing yourself and Eamon on Dublin Live just talking about like being able to get back to the class and trying to get back to studios and how important has that been? Have you seen a a change in your students since you've moved back to the classrooms? Oh, yes. I mean, I think they really missed the interaction with each other, the interaction with us. Um, And, you know, remember for for performing arts school, the young people, it's like their sport, Mm. you know, and you know the way a lot of sport during lockdown was amazing and it was brilliant because you could get out and you could meet your friends and you could play games and you ha- you know compete and all the stuff not all the time i know but but you know for a lot of young people that are just not into sport that this you know arts and 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 music and drama and ba- all the arts that we offer are there like their sport there is important mm. to them so for them to come back to us you know, they just had to and it was great. And the, the camps were really good fun. Apart from when it used to be like today, flash and rain. Then there was a little bit of, oh, umbrellas, oh, quick. Yeah, but we adapted. It was amazing yeah. how you can adapt. It is. You know? And as you said, like moving things onto Zoom as well. And, and it- one of the things that we did, usually we have a showcase at the end of our summer mm. camp, you know, so they're with us all week. And by, you know, half two on a Friday, we invite the parents and they sit around and, you know, watch what they've done for the week, which was, you know, it's they're always amazed at how much they can learn in a week and how much you know they take in and how many different routines and songs and all um but this year what we did was we recorded them and then we sent out the the parents the the video so the thing about it is like you were saying there it's not just about training 
It's not just about, you know, it's using these kind of classes to maybe foster an interest, a general interest in creativity or just to give, you know, them a little bit more confidence or, you know, just to have that and, and to be able to use those skills, maybe utilize them in ways that not necessarily to foster a career in the arts, but maybe just for themselves, like just to open them up to different ways of expression. Oh, exactly. Well, that's what we always say that really, you know, the school, although it is you know, it's all about arts and learning the craft of acting, etc. And maybe some, a very small percentage, will pursue a career and will make it in a in a very hard career. But we always say it's for everybody. So yes, the skills you take for life with you, the friendships you make are for life. And really, actually, sometimes that's even more important, more, you know, in the last few years for us, mm. because we've seen people meet on Zoom, imagine, and they're friends now and having play dates. That was kind of remarkable. But the friendships and the appreciation of, say, going to the theatre or going to see something or an art exhibition or gigs or whatever, just to be able, you know, in your life when you're an adult and you're working somewhere and whatever, to be meet some of your friends from years ago and go, OK, let's go to the theatre or let's go to a gig. You know, an appreciation of the arts. I think that's another thing as well as the confidence. And yeah, of course, no matter what job you go to, to have a little bit of confidence and to be able to even talk about it, you know, mm. you know, your stuff that you've been to see or go to. And myself and Eamon, we're never, we never stop meeting past pupils, right? We go, we were at the Abbey last week to see the fabulous Portia Coughlin. Oh my God, it's amazing if you get a chance to see it. But um, we met a guy, one of the ushers, Kevin. Uh, we were like, Kevin, you're here. He says, yeah, I'm here two years. Well, I haven't been here two years, but I'm, yeah. And we were going, oh, my God, so you're working here. How is it? He says, oh, my God, I just love it. I love it. Now, he's, you know, in his late 20s, mm. but he was with us from when he was 10 to maybe 18. And he said, this is what this is. I, I love this. I love it. I'm here. I'm in the in the Abbey working away. So we're always meeting past pupils with their friends. And we're always kind of like. Did you like your time at the school? And they're like, oh, my God, yeah, look, so we're great friends. And it's about, like, as you said, you know, gathering like minded people together and, you know, forging those friendships, but also seeing how things are constructed. Because if you're doing something like a show at the end of the year and you, you yourselves you used to do shows in the Olympia. Yes, um, that's right. Hopefully you'll be bringing them back. You hope? Yeah, well, we're, we're actually booked into the Olympia um, June bank holiday 23. Okay. Somebody asked me, was it this year? And I was like, oh, uh, my God, are you kidding me? We, oh, no, it's not yeah. this year. We need a good year to to get it because there's so much work and so much fun. It's mm. both. And it's from teachers to students to all the technical uh, staff. And, you know, it's a, it's a big operation with the school, but it's great fun. And so, yeah, we'll be back next year. So we have a lot of work to do Brilliant. next year, which we're dying for. We haven't written the show yet, <laughs> but we had a show ready to go in 2019 and we had done all the uh, auditions and we were we had recalls um, and basically anyone in the school can audition for the show but obviously there's and everyone is in the show that's in the school but they're not all playing the lead characters so it's you know we write the show to be able to to facilitate all the classes we we, we create a musical um, and we had one written and then we were like oh my god we can't do it and then it's so different from, you know, the last two years, the show is, it's just, you know, it's we'd changed, have to, it's yeah. changed so much. So we have to write a new one and that'll be fun too, because we love, that's our creative 
input into the school as well, writing the shows. You know. And have you seen a change in the students with regards to creativity or, you know, are they ready to go? Are they bursting with energy now since the past two years? Or because I think a lot of the time with young people, they do kind of get just dis- not even dismissed, but a lot of criticism about being on devices for too long or, you know, not engaging with each other. But like something like this school is so good to promote actually how hardworking they are and how invested they are with each other. Well, I mean, I, I we've just set up this thing called New Writing when we've, we put it out to the young people to send us in a story for over the last two years. Not necessarily COVID, but obviously some of them will just write their stories. Well, I'm telling you, the 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 creativity, the 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 eagerness to get the the short stories, poems, raps into us. So we're actually compiling a book at the moment, which, which we're still getting the info in. So th- there's no short of creativity. I mean, um, in class as well, we don't have any phones. Mm. You leave, you know, some of the kids are obviously too small for phones, but the teenagers, there's no phones. And I think it's a great kind of switch off from the phones. I would love in schools for them to to leave phones at the reception. In fact, we talked if we were in the factory, we would do that. But actually more and more with the kids in the school, like they're too busy in the class to be on the phone. Yeah. You know, if you're dancing, you're dancing. If you're acting, you're not head in the phone. So, um, no, but there's no shortage of creativity. That's for sure. And um um, I, I, we certainly saw that with the way in which they were able to do the drama exams on Zoom, going into a breakout room to do your exam. Amazing. And the talent show that we did, you know, there were there were, du- you know, s- solos and duos and uh, well able to rehearse and to put forward new ideas. And uh, one of the, the, the gas things was, in, you know, we were able to use we have a thing called stage directions, which is, you know, center stage. It's always a great place to be all that. But we, we, we created zoom directions. So the kids knew when they were off the camera, they were on, <laughs> in the, in the wings and then they came center zoom, <laughs> you know, and we were able to spotlight them for doing their piece. So, so yeah, we just came up with new ideas all the time and it was really from them. Yeah. They're great. It's such an original way to, to have to like restructure everything and, and, and to, to, you know, relearn or learn new skills than to have to, you know, cope with the way things change for the past two years. And with the classes themselves, so what age range are we talking to now from any age? Right. So here in Rings End on a Saturday, it's we start at four. Mm. We have a four to five year old musical theatre class with our fabulous teacher, Susan. Um, and we've got ballet from four plus. For this, and they are the cutest in those classes, <laughs> I can tell you. Um, and then it goes all the way up to um, around 17. I do think, though, we, you know, some of our late teenagers, um, we did lose a few because of the pandemic, without a doubt. And I think it's really hard for them to kind of engage back, you mm. know. But we are actually putting um, a mindfulness course of four weeks that we're actually going to invite you know anyone who needs it if they want to get in touch they can also say look I could do with it or my kid could do with it or my teenager it's a four-week course where you just get to to be mindful and our fabulous Ivana O'Mara will be running that and it's on a Saturday so if anyone out there wants to get involved in that they can give us a uh, an email at info at mpas.ie brilliant 
And then you can get in touch with ourselves here at rickradio2020 at gmail.com as well and we can pass on your details. So that's R-I-C-C radio 2020 at gmail.com. And I have to say, like me and my friends used to do the street dancing classes back in the day in the factory and it was one of our favourite things that we ever did. And I think one of my friends, like it was her birthday, I won't even say what age she was <laughs> last year, <laughs> but she still remembers her dances that Eamon taught her from like all those years ago. So I don't think you ever regret doing classes like no, this. No, I'll have to tell him. And I bet I know the dance too. Because <laughs> there's some really, uh, we everywhere we go, people come up and they're nearly doing the routine. Yeah. But um, no, that's brilliant. And so that's great. So you're a past pupil too. Yeah. We're, I mean, See, I, everywhere I go, that's you end up it. meeting past pupils. And you've had some really successful like past pupils as well. Um, so you had Danny from The Script was one of them. Was he in, doing classes? That's right. He, yeah. was, he was a teacher, actually, a hip hop teacher yeah. with Mark. Um, uh, we've had... A few really successful actors and actresses, obviously, like Gemma Leah. She's actually currently Devereaux, Gemma Leah Devereaux. She's currently in Smother at the moment, but she mm. did an amazing film called The Bright Side. We've we've two past pupils coming in this weekend, Erica Rowe and Thomas Kane Byrne, which I'm really excited about. They are they are flying at the moment. They're one of the, they're both in Deadly Cuts, a film. Um the uh Thomas was in kin as well so they're they're busy busy working actors and they're coming in to talk to our older drama guys this saturday so i can't wait to see them and and, uh for the bands and chats with them so yeah we've lots of you know different uh we've another fabulous girl called lucy blue who's a pop star really at the moment she's actually gigging around england um and lots and lots. But as we say, it's not even only about the people who be, who, who are working. It's about being on a Ryanair flight. And Mario says hi. And he's the captain. And he used to be in <laughs> hip hop yeah. class. And, yeah. And he sensed it because we heard Mario Riccardi from the um, we were on our way to London. And Mario uh, was the was the, the, the I think he was a co-pilot. And we said to the girl or whatever, tell him we said hello. Well, he brought us in after. We were like, oh, my God, we remember you and you were six. You were a great hip hopper. And he went on to teach with us for a while. So it's not just even about the ones who, you know, are working in the business. It's about all walks of life, like you said, all walks of life, doing their thing, just enjoying it. And here you are now. That's brilliant. Well, I think that's the thing. It's the creative pursuits. And I think, as you said, you know, it's like a lot of kids, it's their sport. And I think that's what we need to to promote more. I mean, it's not just about, oh, I want to become an actor at the end of the day or whatever. It's about, you know, expressing yourself and having new ways to do that. And I think, you know, since the pandemic, I think a lot of kids are raring to go and they need somewhere to, you know, expend that energy maybe. And I couldn't think of a better place. Well, thank you. And I would encourage anyone who wants to do classes to get in touch with you guys or, or, you know, here or us um, and we can make it happen. Brilliant. Thanks so much, Jill. Thank you. It was brilliant. Thanks. You're listening to the Community News Desk on Rick Radio. So Patrick's Day is coming. Uh, It's happening this year, uh, finally. And we're all getting our nice extra day off for it. But we're joined now by John Mitchell from the Clannagale. And we are talking about the first parade now, I'd say, in Ringsend for two years. Is that right, John? I don't know, Jennifer. It might be the first proper parade. Uh, in Ring's End. And, ever. And, uh, ever, maybe. We're hoping to start something big, you know, and um, maybe we'll become the spark that lights a bigger fire, you know. Um, but yeah, just to explain, um, the club has been, like everywhere else, has been shut down from anything social for the last two years. So 
we put a lot of effort into planning this event uh, and the idea is simple. It's We're going to meet up. Um, all our teams are going to be in the club gear. They're going to kick off at half nine uh, from Sandy Mount Green and they're going to walk to Ring's End. Two thirds of the route's going to be around Ring's End, Ring's End Library and then back via uh, Irish Town House, back to the clubhouse. And, you know, look, it's a it, it's it's not overly complicated. There's going to be Irish <laughs> dancing, there's going to be music in the green, there's going to be face painting um, and we're going to match up uh, the tots and the juveniles with the with with the younger or the teenage kids, and um, I suppose the big news is that uh, the queen, the unofficial queen of Clonagale, uh, Alice Foley, is going to be Saint Patrick, uh, and she's our grandmaster. That's uh, something to see for everyone. Yeah, <laughs> so, well, uh, you know, it's always good to inject a bit of uh, Father Ted into any Paddy's Day parade. So, just for uh, and again, to just everyone uh, behind all of this is. We're really keen just to kind of bring something back because while we're principally a sporting club uh, and, you know, unapologetically so, uh, I think a key part of any GA club up and down the country is is community and member engagement. And, you know, this is one of many things we're, we're planning over the next while. And rightly so, it's been said to us that we, we need to do more in that area. So this is this is just what we can do in the outside, you know, post-lockdown. Mm. Hopefully the weather's a bit better than it is today. Please God. Because uh, I think we've all been frozen cold in our shorts yeah. <laughs> as kids. <laughs> I remember when Paddy said it snowed. Snowed, yeah. yeah. Collins Street, you know, so we all have uh, bad memories around that. But please God, there's going to be a good day. And, um, and it's yeah. not just, you know coaches and players it's you know we want everybody to yeah, get involved in this yeah, genuinely it's you know even so much as to say you know we welcome other sporting clubs and and community bodies and uh you know you know the, the main drive for this is to support rings in irish town community center as well so our our our, our go funded is our go you know go fund me campaign has been set up to raise funds for rick and uh we're proud to do that um i think um there's a very strong connection between this organisation that I'm sitting mm. in today and and our own club. Uh, the club was founded in Rings End. Very proud of that, and um, I'm very uh, acutely aware that carries a lot of currency with me as new ch- as new chair. So, yeah, I mean, look, I don't want to be overly weighty about it. Uh, the main thing to say is that we're we're looking to really have a good good positive day to be music yeah. back in in our clubhouse. There's going to be uh, there's about three or four carloads. There's about seven hundred Easter eggs have been bought <laughs> around the area, um, and they're not going to be sold for resale. We have to send letters to the store managers and say that we're <laughs> buying them for a for a benign reason. Um, but yeah, so everyone's going to reassemble back at the clubhouse, and uh, we're going to have a have a, a a gifting of a special thing for our uh, for our um, grandmaster. Uh, and it's really just about getting back involved in the community after so long not being able to be a part of anything and not being able to see exactly, each other. Jennifer, yeah, and you know, look, it's very important that you know clubs, no matter what they are, uh, what they do, what sporting code they are, is that they that they focus on the pitch naturally, naturally, you know, um, but you know, our club has 14, 1400 members now and nearly 90% of them, 95% of them are underage. So, you know, that's going to carry through in the longer term, hopefully to adult uh, uh, success in the pitch. But right now it's, it's a very young club mm. and there's huge energy there uh, and it's kind of pent up energy. So <laughs> they're, uh, they're chomping at the bit to get stuck in and then uh, do something that is, uh, involves everybody. And, uh, you know, uh, as, New chair, determined to make sure that this is every part of, I suppose, the catchment area of Clonagale. And I would go as far to say that's everywhere from, and I'm going to be controversial here, from Eastwall <laughs> right down to, to Booterstown. I, I plan to expand this club beyond its traditional Ringsend, Irish Town, Sandy Mount district. So uh, everyone's welcome. 
Yeah. Doesn't matter what you look like, what club you're in, what you're about. This is open, and that's our philosophy. And so, can people, you know, join in from any time from half nine meeting at Sandy Mount Green, or can they get in touch with you if they want to do something yeah, we're special? Yeah, we're going to be splashing up on on social, and uh, we're going to be putting uh, route maps in all the shops in Ringsend, Irish Town, Sandy Mount, everywhere else. So, so it'll be very clear. But just explain the best I can. It'll start in Sandy Mount Green. It's going to go up Sandy Mount Avenue into Irish Town, past the Garda Station. Uh, it'll go past um, the Vintage, the Irish Town House, around the, the library, and then back on the left-hand side of the V, past Irish Town House, and then back to the club via Sean Moore Road. So anyone, just stand out, just give the kids an give old... Give wave. An old hope, you know, yeah. and um, encourage them. It'll be early enough, and um, that's and it. don't go into town, guys. Don't go into town. No one wants to go into town on Thursday, on Patrick's Day. It's going to be a mess, you know, yourself. Exactly. Stay local and support your own out here, and I think that's a great idea just to get people back, you know, in the community. Yeah, um, all you have to do is stick other. your nose outside your own porch exactly. in your onesie <laughs> and uh, give them a bit of support. And, uh, you know, as I said at the start, you know, hope that this becomes bigger. And that Clonagale becomes just a a bit of something that becomes this parade in this area. And mm. uh, hopefully we'll spark something bigger, you know. And we've always been known for, you know, our community spirit uh, here in Ringsend and Irishtown, especially like during lockdown, like over the past two years, um, we're just talking about reminiscing about lockdown memories because it is around that time. Like, like you know, yeah. this all kicked off. And we were saying just about, you know, the bingo that was happening and the great kind of feeling that was for people to, you know, just support their neighbours. And this is getting back to that. We're trying to keep those values like with something like this parade is exactly, just to get back know, to that and you know there's a connection with Rick here and uh, Clonagale and I want to I want to sustain and grow and, and nurture that and uh, you know there's a women's evening I understand mm. that's been organised Rick and sharing some equipment from our place and our place is open and just to add to that like even though the clubhouse has been closed for a while it's open now we're taking bookings we're running events uh, we've got to navigate how we manage the bar in the future um, with the licensing and we want to do that just to say that um, but like, you know, as I said, everything that we're trying to do now is open up and uh, and to make the place as, 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 as inviting as possible and, and to do that stuff and not just pay lip service to it, to, to do real stuff. So in the month of March alone, like we're having a coaching night this evening in our own clubhouse uh, to thank it. We've nearly 80 volunteer coaches in the club that are coming down. So they need to be said they need a big thank you. So we're going to be cooking burgers and giving them a uh, a bottle of beer and a and a drink. Hopefully, the, the weather stays away. Um, next week we're having we're we're organising an, an adult games uh, social evening in the in the Merry Cobbler. Uh, then we have a Paddy's Day parade the next day, yeah. and we have the Sean Moore Awards coming up on the twenty second. Um, and uh, we've big plans then for April as well. We've got a few other things in the pipeline. We're cleaning up the coffee area around the clubhouse because uh, on a dirty old day, you know, we have a little hatch and people are getting wet. So we're setting up seating, marquees. Um, and uh, we're also, you know, early days, but we're planning a fairly big fundraiser for a family from the Ukraine who've, uh, who are involved in the clubs. So I can't really say much more about that, but all of those things are about involvement. And I really want to just say to you here in, in Rick on the radio, and it's lovely to talk to you this morning, that, you know, Clonagale is open again. It really is. Yeah, so it's back in business. And if you do have any queries and you want to know what's going on, just drop in or else, you know, do you have your own website or? Yeah, yeah. so anybody who has a query, if you send it into events at Clonagale or events at CGFGAA, and I'll ask you to put that up on social.ie, yep. uh, and that'll go straight into our club manager and to our new, com- uh, we have a new committee called, and it's deliberately called, community and member engagement and it's called the CME and that's 
its sole purpose is to organize these events to talk about because uh, we're acutely aware that we need to do more to reach into the community and that's why we're really happy and proud to support rick yeah and uh you know i suppose make those connections again and for the because this club was born in rings end it's important that we recognize that it carries a lot of currency with me mm. um as as someone who played against fontanoise for another club <laughs> uh, when i was younger Don't and, imagine. Uh, I lived, i've lived in irish town for 10 years myself so i know the area and uh you know i have a real growth for the club and i think um it, it's of this area so uh, and it's it's it, that's why it's going through that the route was deliberately thought through so that everybody that's associated with the club now they feel that it's theirs and this is your club and they can support it that way and that's it's such a great thing and also just to touch on like there is building work going on beside yourselves with the new development going in and just how yeah, is that going yeah. like how's that affecting you like guys it's like a spaceship has landed next door yeah. to Jennifer <laughs> and uh, you know in many ways we're trying to we're trying to navigate that we don't really know exactly what how that affects us wholesale but you know, what we do know is that there's potentially a 16 story building going beside our clubhouse. So naturally that that's making us feel a bit unsettled. Mm. Um, we're making representations to Dublin city council and to the other people involved and, and, and the developers. Um, we're also, and I can't really get into this too much, but I'd love to come back and talk to you about it again. Anytime. We're, 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 uh, we're developing our own plans. Right? Okay. Uh, so we're not waiting for other people over a wall to tell us what they're doing. <laughs> we're setting out our own plan. And that's going to maximize our pitch and playing surfaces and maximize our clubhouse and our AstroTurf and everything else. So we think we've got a prime site beside beside Chalmore Road. We're not going anywhere. Mm. Um, But because that's happening, it will mean 10,000 people are living right over the wall. Um, So, you know, uh, our philosophy and our, our, I suppose, our, our, our view on this is that that's an opportunity for the club. So we won't be putting up <laughs> broken bottles on the walls or, or barbed wire. Quite the opposite. We're going to make this really open and we're going to embrace it, but we're going to put our own stamp on it too. Yeah. And that's great. And that's the thing. It's, in, you know, all it's inclusive for the community and yeah, that's the work I, I that you guys do there. Exactly. Those days are over. You know, I mean, you know, we've interacted like on, on the club that I coach myself, that we have five, five children from, from, uh, from Spain alone. And mm. um, there's kids from all over the place in different backgrounds Um and and this is like our 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 thinking is that Clonagale could be kind of almost like Club Two Point you know, almost like a, a new model club, and that's language we're we're using already. Mm. Um, so we're our thinking, our philosophy is open, inclusive. Like if you've been brought up by your parents to join a soccer club or a GA club or a rugby club, you know how to get in there. But if you're not naturally or haven't come from Ireland and your background isn't from Ireland, how do you get involved? So what, what we plan to do in the future is, is make sure that Clonagale is a place that's open door, not just for sport, but for social stuff. Like we're getting an inquiry now for an Irish dancing group that want to use the hall. Like we want this to be a cultural hub at the heart of Poolbeg. And I'm deliberately saying Poolbeg because <laughs> Poolbeg involves everywhere. And mm. um, as I said, 10,000 people are going to be living in that in that district. And that's a new city. You yeah. Know? And and for this, we're just saying right now, you know, Clannagale, you're back in business, you're back open. So this St. Patrick's Day Parade, which is happening next Thursday, so Thursday, the 17th of March, obviously Patrick's Day. So it's just an opportunity for everybody to get involved and yeah, just join up, as I say, meeting at Sentiment Green at half nine. Um, exactly. And thanks so much, John, for coming yeah, in and chatting to, to us. Say, thanks, Jennifer. Love, love what... Uh, love and thank you for the time this morning. Just to, just to reiterate the point, we're really proud to be associated with Rick, and uh, this is this is your community, and this is Clongale is your club. Thanks.
that's all from the Rick Radio Community News Desk this week. If you do have a story for us um, or you just want to get involved or get in touch with us, our email address is rickradio2020 at gmail.com. That's R-I-C-C radio 2020 at gmail.com. My thanks to Daniel and Dylan on sound. And uh, that's it for me, Jennifer Gannon. Stay safe and have a great week. And we will be back here at 12 midday next Monday.